0: Welcome to our fifth episode for
1: Sisters Unashamed. Yes. I'm Melanie and I'm Kristen. We're still unashamed. Yes. We also <laughs> have a guest. Go ahead and introduce her. I think what? she's unashamed.
0: You're unashamed? I'm unashamed. <laughs> <right>.
1: yeah, good. <laughs>
0: this is Brittany. She is the one that left the review from the last pod. That's right. So we just had yeah. to bring
1: her on just to hear her voice. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> we did not force her. She's here willingly. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: We got <laughs> we got consent. I'm here willingly. <laughs> yeah. We got consent yeah. for voice and video, audio and video recording.
0: Yeah. Um, so real quick, I just wanted to give a shout out to my uh, friend Aaron. My coworker, she has been plugging our pod and has gotten other coworkers to listen. Well, well, Aaron. So thank you, Aaron, for that. We appreciate it. (laughs) For real.
1: Thanks to everybody that's been listening and all the feedback we've been getting. Still, it's been great.
0: Yeah, it's been awesome. And uh, we have, um, oh, I wanted to read one of these affirmation cards that I got today before we, like. Really Jump in. into the podcast. Today. Okay, let's do it. All right. So just to get a, some good vibes going, start on a good note. Yeah. All right. So today I am free of drama. Today I will let go of the people that do not support me, and only surround myself with positive people. That's really good.
1: Yeah. So do I like that. that. Yeah. It can be it's like easier said than done sometimes. Yeah,
0: I feel like that yeah. was a really good one with our, for our pod because we did have some backlash with that cult one we did. Yeah, <laughs> from our, from some people. So yeah. yeah, just surround yourself with positive people, and I think we're all pretty positive in here. Yeah.
2: So, no, I need to leave. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, so I'm kidding.
0: You're allowed to be
1: negative. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. can. Yeah. Feel your but, feelings. Yes, feel your feelings.
0: <laughs> but say <in> no drama.
2: <laughs>
1: and no toxic. Also, no toxic positivity either. Like, yeah. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Like toxic positivity, like just constantly optimistic oh, or like yeah. just being like, well, just you know, it'll get better. And like, no, sometimes it yeah. doesn't. It just sucks. Yeah, and that's not helpful either. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's okay to cry. You know, we all need it sometimes. Let yeah, the emotions out.
1: Life is fucking hard.
0: Free free that emotional girl inside.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
0: All right. So what are we going to talk about today, Melanie?
1: Well, we're going to talk about anxiety. And we have Brittany, who has her own personal experience with anxiety. And she's so graciously agreed to come and talk about <laughs> it. And um, I'm grateful. And, you know, it's it's awesome that, you know, we can have people to relate to on things like anxiety and depression. And that, I don't know, it's just, it's always so great to connect with people over these shared experiences. And I'm glad it's not just me and Kristen talking to each other about the same thing. Yeah,
2: it's a really good feeling knowing like, you're not alone, for sure.
1: Yeah. So we're going to talk about anxiety. um, And I'll share some information about anxiety at the top, just a little bit of education and awareness, what it is, how common it is, some stats around that, um, different types of anxiety, and then a little bit about therapy interventions that work for anxiety. um, And then we'll talk about personal experiences. But before we do all that, I think we have some icebreakers.
0: Yeah. Go. Oh yeah. I wanted to ask you, Brittany, also because the last podcast mm-hmm. we talked about our childhood crushes. Yeah. And mine was Aladdin. <laughs> and now I'm married to a Moroccan <laughs> man. Yes. There's some similar. Obviously Aladdin's not Moroccan but you know there's some similarities they look very
2: similar yeah. really cool that your first crush was animated for sure yeah like yeah cool.
0: i've noticed that in shigo she, she was, was animated, animated too <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with me i like animated cool. i don't think there's anything wrong with <laughs> that, that. No. I, I think i
1: had probably some cartoon crushes too it's something just not like just
0: really good at drawing <laughs> Capture an essence, man. Yeah. Capture an essence. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. You like that free um, spirit
1: of Aladdin? Yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It was cool. He was pretty cool. He's pretty rebellious. Um, oh my God. Very rebellious. Yeah, so. that's what it is. You're <laughs> turned t- 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 on my rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, I mean, Exhibit A. Yeah. I am pretty rebellious to my mother's taste. Right,
1: <laughs> does not take
2: too much? Yeah. to be rebellious yeah. in anyways that way. What was
0: your? Who was your? Crush?
2: Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. And Titanic for sure. Um, I remember going to the theater and watching it with <clears throat> my grandmother. Uh, but oh my god, I was it. so in love with him—the oh. hair, yeah. everything about him. I just loved him. That was my for sure first childhood crush. Oh, Many boy. others, but I don't. I want to say nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. I don't even know when it came out. No. Eight or nine? Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I've never watched um, Titanic all the way through. <laughs> I've seen the bit of the part where he paints her or whatever, and then I've seen... course the ending like what happened in
1: between is there a reason for that (laughs)
0: it's just just, like anytime it's on i'm just like either not like actually they're watching it like someone else is watching it yeah i'll just see pieces Mm -hmm. of it and then um i think at one time i did go to a slumber party and like they were gonna watch it and i just was not paying attention until like the end (laughs) yeah (laughs) you just weren't ever really that
1: into it yeah i guess not I don't know if i've seen it from start to end i think it's isn't
2: it a long movie it's it's very long it came out on vhs and it had two vhs tapes so that'll tell you oh my god wow i'm having flashbacks right now two hours that is maybe three but back in the day if you had two two vhs tapes, yeah yeah you throw that i remember because i want to say i got it for my 10th birthday party my grandma got it for me after we went yeah. saw the
0: movie. Since <laughs> so we're talking about VHS movies, have y'all do y'all remember the Nickelodeon orange one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it was Blue's Clues. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Like what orange VHS like tape? The tape oh,
1: that's yeah. right. Oh my god, you're throwing me back so much. I'm getting whiplash right now. Okay, so like. I totally forgot about having multiple VHS tapes when it was like super long. So now I'm thinking about all the times we had to do that, like stop and then put in the next one for like the second part. And then um, the different color ones,
2: like they're bright orange. I remember because we had Ren and Stimpy and I remember it being orange for sure. I'm running stuff oh. Oh,
1: Man, wow. going to Blockbuster. I mm-hmm. oh, picking out. Every Friday.
0: All of VHS. And then, the, what is it? Anna Green Gables. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: All the, like, very Christian, conservative yeah. movies that we watch that nobody knows about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. VHS. Like, I'm pretty sure our grandparents probably still have some in their garage or something.
0: If y'all hear a weird sound, it's my Drink. Oh yeah. It's like bubbly a sip and like <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, if you're hearing that on the mic, I'm sorry, but I'm still I like-
2: drink. And when you talk
1: to the listeners, you look like you make eye contact with the mic. Yes. <laughs>
0: you
2: are the listeners. You're Instead in there
0: the camera, I'm looking at like <laughs> All the little listeners
2: are inside. The <laughs> well, they're in there. <laughs> yeah. That is what it feels like. Okay. I used to think there were little people in the red lights. <gasps> oh. Me too.
1: Oh. Like oh, changing it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Me too. Wouldn't that be awesome if that were true? <laughs> uh, little
2: tiny little minions.
0: And I believe there are aliens. So, oh, the, yeah.
1: They exist to control yeah. our stoplights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they're so no <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. It's all they care about. They gotta keep the human traffic like in line, safe. Yeah, right. that's all that matters. Oh yeah. I think
0: you have one more question too for us to do.
1: Right. So I sent you guys a question earlier today. We haven't shared our answers yet. We're gonna do it now. Yeah. But my question was, if your anxiety was like a TV or movie character, who would they be?
0: Yeah.
1: So I know what mine is. Do you
0: want to go first?
1: Okay. Sure. Mine would be Monica from Friends. Okay, because I feel like that. Like my anxiety makes me so like uptight and just like like I have to get everything perfect really? and right. And like she's constant like that like A type A personality. Yeah. Like that's what my anxiety does yeah, to she's me.
0: A people pleaser for sure, too. and a people pleaser,
1: yeah. and like almost like OCD perfectionism yeah, type,
0: organized,
1: very organized.
0: Yeah, you are very.
1: I get sloppy and then then my like Monica jumps in and it's like, get your act together. Like this is not okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's mine.
0: All right. And do you want to say yours?
2: Yeah. Um, so I thought about Monica for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine would probably be Chucky from Rugrats because he's just so scared of everything. And that was Aww. for sure me growing up. I was just terrified of everything, but that's for sure, mine. I do have a little bit of Monica in me, but yeah. Chucky as a child, I guess, like my child soul, yeah, I relate to more. Yep.
1: That's a really good one. I first yeah. thought you were going to say Chucky the doll.
0: <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> you're <people>.
1: it's like, <laughs> I mean, he gives me anxiety, <laughs> but
0: like, oh, <laughs> like you're but so anxious, you, you want to murder anxiety. people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like your your anxiety makes you want to stab people well, to death
2: oh my gosh uh, but no chucky from
1: rugrats a makes <laughs> a lot
0: more sense yeah and i think that's good okay okay i had to bring my up because i'm probably gonna fuck up the last name um but daria morgendorfer oh nice from um here you probably want to see the picture from daria yes yeah. I mean she was also in um Beavis Butthead. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I never
1: knew that. Yeah.
0: But yep. she like her um, language is sarcasm. Yeah. And I feel like I use sarcasm.
1: Like to cope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> with anxiety. I'm definitely but, like... sarcastic. And she has like, you know, she's uh just one best friend. And, you know, I don't I have like the one people that like person that I really hang out with, you know. Mm-hmm. If anyone. And then um, yeah, her her she's just very also like very um I don't know the correct word to use if it's I don't know if it's melancholy uh-huh. or like you know very um when someone's just very like feels like empty. Yeah. And that's what my anxiety can be like. It can yeah. be numbing. Uh huh. And I'll feel like nothing. Yeah. 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 So I thought she was a good fit. That's really good. I, yeah, I like that answer a lot.
1: Did you know about Daria growing up? Like, when did you learn about Daria?
0: Um, I actually didn't really watch the shows younger when yeah. I was younger. I learned about her as an adult. Me so too. I haven't really seen everything about her. But I do know a lot of people my age grew up watching her.
1: Yeah, like most too. people our age. Because go back and listen to our culty background. Yeah. We grew up sheltered, Definitely. extremely sheltered. So I learned about, like, first heard the word Dar- Daria in, like, the last five years. Probably, and I'm yeah, 30. Same. Yeah, so crazy. so like there's a lot we know now, but you will catch us sometimes like with a reference, and we have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Exactly. <laughs> still. Yeah, still, but we have like done a lot of work to catch up on
0: yeah. culture. Did you watch Daria? Sikin?
2: A few episodes. Like yeah, yeah. I've actually been compared to her a lot. Really, and when I was compared to her, I'm just like I just knew kind of of her, but yeah. not necessarily the show. Yeah. So, that's yeah. cool that you said that. Oh.
0: I had to choose between her and um, Tina from
2: Bob's Burgers.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good she's one! She's so awkward. Yeah. And I'm very awkward. And I get myself in some awkward positions, yeah. like, our situations. And maybe positions, too. <laughs> 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 but yeah she definitely gets into the awkward situations yeah and um i just love her she's also like really obsessed with butts yeah she's just so horny yeah there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) so it's like between the two (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's just me maybe she's just my personality but like also awkward anxiety yeah she's anxiety too yeah my anxiety character has multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to choose one, yeah. of, <laughs> honestly. But
1: I thought that was a cool question and I was interested to see like if we would come up with any of the same ones.
0: Yeah. But
1: you guys thought of some people I didn't even think about or I forgot about.
0: Those were yeah. good. Yeah, I had to do a little research when you asked that question because I was like, first thought was Tina. But I was like, I'm gonna look more. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about Daria. <sighs> And she's like, so, like, I don't know. It just fits my anxiety, I think, more. Just sarcasm and emptiness and all that. (laughs) Just empty. Yeah. No, it can definitely be numbing to the point where, like, it put me into a depression state. So that's why I felt like she fit me more. Yeah. Even though I am awkward, too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: There's definitely a connection with anxiety and depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense, like, what you're saying. It, that tracks yeah <laughs> i know some things you do you know all the things you know all the things about anxiety
0: um yeah so um, i don't know if you wanted to take a little miniature break yeah let's take a break
1: we can... when we come back we'll talk more about what is anxiety yeah and then go from there
0: sounds good. or are we
1: back? Are we back? Yes, we're back. We're back from the break. Woo. And I have information about anxiety disorders. Um, so anxiety is actually pretty common among adults. Apparently, um, about 30% of adults at some point in their life experience anxiety an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So not just feeling nervous or not just being like really worried or concerned but in an actual anxiety disorder. Um, so there are several different kinds of anxiety disorders, specific phobias, like fears of very certain things, yeah. um, like fear <laughs> of spiders, fear of... And some people have emidia phobia, oh my gosh, emidia phobia, which is the fear of vomit or fear of vomiting. So like mm-hmm. that's a pretty common one. I don't
0: like that either, but I don't think I'm afraid of it.
1: Yeah, like it causes them severe mm-hmm. anxiety. Social anxiety. Yeah. Which <laughs> we're very familiar with. Um, panic disorders, which is more about having when you have panic attacks regularly, you develop a panic disorder where you're constantly worrying about when you're gonna have another panic attack. Oh. So like now it's and like that meta put you in a panic attack. <laughs> right. It's like super <laughs> meta like inception Damn. anxiety. Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, agoraphobia, like the fear of leaving your home or going out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then in generalized anxiety disorder, apparently 2% of U.S. adults have, um, generalized anxiety disorder. How many? 2% of U.S. adults. Wow. So I don't know what number that, that is, but that's an estimated percentage. Um, and this is all based on, I got this research from psychiatry.org and, um, Mental Health Network, and then one other source. But we'll we'll share our sources in the page too. Um, so generalized anxiety disorder is kind of basically what it sounds like—just feeling a sense of general worry and anxiety, like um, for apparently no good reason.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I for me, it's like feeling a sense of dread. That's a common like emotion that comes up there's no trigger. There's no reason. There's just yeah. like, there's this sense of dread, like something bad has happened or is going to happen at some point. Um, and then of course, like separation anxiety and apparently Which when, dog then, definitely has. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of dogs, probably now after COVID, like yeah. <laughs> all those COVID puppies now have separation oh, anxiety. Um, women are more likely than men to to experience anxiety disorders. So those are just like some quick facts about anxiety. And um, the most common treatment for anxiety is cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. And when we do some therapy episodes, we'll get more into that. But basically CBT is just about the connection between your thoughts, emotions, and your behaviors. Yeah. So they all kind of, interact with each other and so you spend a lot of time examining all of them and thinking about ways to tweak or adjust different pieces of that so that you can get a different outcome
0: Mm -hmm. so i think we are going to plan on doing like an episode on cognitive behavioral Mm -hmm. therapy i also have a book on that from five below Mm -hmm. um we're going to do like some exercises from it and stuff every now and then and probably on that episode yeah especially because um i think it's a really good way or good way of looking at therapy it's a different way like not a lot of people know about so it's something i really want to talk about yeah on the pod
1: yeah and it's just one of the models out
0: there and
1: you know therapy is one of those things it's like Hit or miss for a lot of people yeah. and you have to get it just like the right person and that's the right why,
0: approach. And I think that's why there's so many different techniques yeah. to do in therapy. Like physic well, physical therapy is <laughs> bone so blah. Um, <laughs> but like yep. art therapy. Yep. There's even like music therapy. And there's just so many different things out there in the world for different people.
1: Yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind yeah. of thing, for sure. Maybe you need physical therapy, too. No. <laughs> you could. Yeah. I mean, if you're having to get it, you know, the the body and mind are connected in yeah. many ways. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think, you know, for me, it's been generalized anxiety disorder. I've been diagnosed with that. I take medication for it. Um, I don't know what else. Situation is like, I know that we all deal with anxiety, but I don't know if you know the specific kind of
0: anxiety that you deal with or what. I definitely don't know the specifics because I've never actually been diagnosed Mm -hmm. with anxiety. I've had a doctor tell me I have anxiety. Yeah. But he wasn't actually.
1: Like a psychiatrist or anything?
0: Yeah. He wasn't that. And he wasn't actually like examining me or like, Mm -hmm. it was just like he was giving me I was just in there, and then he was, like, helping me figure out another situation that I could do because I was really broke <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. and other options I had. He was just telling me. Mm-hmm. I was very overwhelmed, and I was, like, crying. Yeah. And he was, like, you definitely have some anxiety and issues. And yeah. you can, like, he was giving me, like, places that I could go for cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, I never actually went to get... <laughs> like like an f- official like, diagnosis. Yeah, for anxiety. But that was the moment that I realized that I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, I like just hearing a professional, like, doctor tell you and, like, mm-hmm. validate those feelings is just, like, because, I mean, obviously I figured I had anxiety. Yeah. But just hearing him, like, you know, say it, it yeah. just, like, and then it put everything into, like, everything else made sense. Yeah. Like, my childhood, things mm-hmm. that happened as a kid, like mm-hmm. me, Being overly emotional, apparently, Um, all that stemmed from my anxiety and things I've dealt with in school was all, like, stemmed from my anxiety, and it's, like, that, it just, in that moment, it, like, hit me. Yeah. So, I can't say that I've actually been diagnosed, but, I
2: mean. You know you have anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. What about you, Brittany? Um, I kind of want to start by saying, like, everyone has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um it's a disorder when it basically controls your life. So <clears throat> I kind of want to just talk about that because everyone experiences anxiety yeah. to a certain mm-hmm. level. But when it disrupts your daily life, that's when it's a disorder, that's when it's a problem. That's when you should probably reach out for help. Yeah. Um I kind of want to say that just cuz some yeah. people don't know. Like that's a natural way of survival anxiety, but yeah. I kind of wanted to just start off by saying that. But I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and OCD tendencies. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good point that you make. And yeah, yeah, actually something that I I was going to mention is that we all do. Everyone has anxiety. And then there's those extreme versions, and then you can have an anxiety disorder and it can go away, it yeah, can get better, yeah. and then different stressors in your life can cause it to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're in what you said about survival, I think that's really important too. Like, anxiety really is just our, the survival part of our brain being a little too overactive. Mm-hmm, yeah. and, you know kind of taking over and doing exactly what it's made to do yeah but it's just on like power up Mm -hmm. level and and so like when you understand that about your brain it can help you to understand your anxiety better and what you were saying kristen about looking back in retrospect how you felt like there were moments like what you saw as being overly emotional or people told you you were being overly emotional Like, people don't recognize symptoms of anxiety. Yeah, Yeah. And, like, what what is it? It doesn't necessarily look like trying to breathe, and you can't, like, breathing in a a brown paper bag, like a panic attack, like what you see on TV.
0: I would say, like, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it can be like that, Mm -hmm. where you're you're needing that. That's usually a panic attack or Mm -hmm. anxiety attack, which I've had those, and I've had to take a moment and, like, just be... Like, with myself, and, like, you know, do the breathing and, like, be away from whatever, like, triggered my anxiety. Um, and what you were saying is, like, like if it's affecting your everyday life mm-hmm. or just in general. Because, um, like, I mean, and therapy helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Before I was in therapy, like, this is a long time ago because I'm currently not in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to not even be able to go into a grocery store without being on the phone with a friend mm-hmm. or having someone with me. Because I'm constantly, like, the whole time thinking, if I hear someone laughing, they're laughing at me. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a million things running through my mind, just walking down, the, like, a aisle or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, someone's phone's weird or, like, oh, they taking a picture of me or, like... yeah, Just thinking of these crazy scenarios to the point where, like, I can't even... I have to leave like I can't even get where I came to get Mm -hmm. and like when especially when I moved to St. Mary's because it was like my first time being away from a lot like my family and friends and I literally would call Angel um, every time I went to Walmart. Every time I went to Walmart, I would call her and talk to her the whole time I was in Walmart.
2: Yeah. Walmart's the worst. Yeah, Can I just say that. Like, yeah, I don't go to Walmart a lot of, yeah. for that reason because of anxiety. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: people would be crazy in Walmart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, They're just um, about the energy in there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like there are situations that things happen that make like kind of confirm like you know which makes it worse yeah because i have had a guy like video me at walmart before and yeah. like or take a picture of me and i'm just like what the fuck and then yeah. i'm like this is why i have this paranoia and shit and, then you and, feel and yeah and then it makes it worse and then you know but me and my therapist worked on me like going to walmart without a friend like you know yeah and eventually I was able to do that because especially because I lived alone like yeah. for a lot of that time that I was in St. Mary's. Uh-huh. And um, so my anxiety was just like on another level. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like first experience and stuff. Right. But yeah, when you can't even like you can't even go to a store or go to a party or go to yeah any like type of area, especially because I think you. You have to also take because people that are extroverts also have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. I have anxiety. So I think it comes becomes like social anxiety. Yeah. So don't know how to interact around people or yeah. to be around people. And if it gets overstimulating, I'll have a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. Which happens a lot. And I feel like, or I'll have, like, it's, I hit a limit, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like all my everything like i just have like a breakdown yeah and that's been like like lately i i feel like all my time is dedicated to other people Mm -hmm. and so like that breakdown's coming (laughs) i feel it (laughs) which i try to change what like because if i know it's gonna happen and it's gonna come Mm -hmm. then i try to like change my scenario like do something for myself
1: yeah and be that, proactive yeah, about
0: it so it doesn't get to that point yeah
1: well i'm curious for everybody like how anxiety has impacted just regular like day-to-day functioning for yeah. you like specifically
0: yeah and it's, y'all should leave comments on her yeah first, listeners
1: but... people share anyone who deals with anxiety and um yeah but also like for us like brittany like what are ways that you've been impacted just in your day to life like examples you can think of
2: um literally every day just um uh i'm probably gonna get a little emotional that's okay can we go to you <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah it's fine it's really hard to talk about and like you know it's really awesome and brave you know, to do something like this and to open up about yeah. such a hard topic. And like when you're impacted by something so greatly, like it's just having the like space to to talk about it is like the yeah. even just the energy to talk about it. Yeah. It's really hard. But yeah, yeah for me like Feel like anxiety really now. I'm probably gonna get another <laughs> shit. Because you're it's okay, we're all
0: not ashamed. We're <laughs> not ashamed. Cry. Look, crying is normal. It's our normal podcast, emotion. and we can cry if we want to.
1: <laughs> you can cry, you can laugh, you know, whatever. Um, it really impacts my relationships mostly. And um, there's a time in my life, you know, I thought. I could never be, like, in a really, like, a serious relationship. Like, romantic relationship. We talked about our partnerships in the last... Chris and I talked about our husbands in the last podcast. So, if you're curious about any of that, like, we are both in committed relationships. But, like, that always seemed like an impossibility to me just because of how much anxiety I get about um, being left or being rejected or being not loved and like putting my making myself vulnerable to be open to relationships in general is really hard. So like friendships, yes, and like romantic re- relationships absolutely and like I worry I used to it used to be much much worse and like I think I the, I kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode and this is what i was getting at is there's all there is hope for you if if it's something that you deal with a lot is just a lot of anxiety about um if you'll be good enough for people it can get better and that that like constant worrying can get less can lessen over time and you can start to kind of relax and feel okay with yourself And I just feel like, like, for me, that's important to say, because I know there was a time in my life where I didn't believe that, like, I thought, I'm just this messed up person, like, I'll never be normal. I'll always have these worries and fears that just take over and make me act insane. (laughs) And what does that look like? I mean, it's like having a meltdown, like, screaming, crying, um, kicking, throwing things, like a tantrum, an adult tantrum, and like, What adult has a tantrum and like just Mm -hmm. really giving myself a hard time for this emotional outburst that I would have? Because I would be a very controlled person, like in control of my emotions, my life. I've got everything together like Monica from Friends. (laughs) And then suddenly I just have this mental, like emotional meltdown and I'm like a child on the floor screaming and like kicking and like and I'm almost like can see myself from like looking down on myself and like just watching and like what is wrong with me why can't I be normal and that is so that feeling is just so hard and it feels so hopeless and now I'm in a place in my life where that happened less and less and like frequently and now I know, like looking back, I feel so happy for not just for myself, but other people too, because I recognize like there is hope. <laughs> like Yeah. Like it doesn't have you don't for one, you don't have to feel alone. You don't have to be ashamed. Um I carry a lot of shame because of how I've acted, because of my anxiety and because of panic attacks. And a lot of guilt. Like the way that I've managed relationships. Like ghosting people. Not being reliable. Dropping. You know. Just dropping things and disappearing. Because of my anxiety. And I care a lot of shame because of all of that. Um But you don't have to. Because it can get better. And so. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been. That's just like a long tangent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> response. Yeah, I was going to say like kind of why I got so emotional is because I've never just sat down and talked about this with friends ever. Yeah. Not, not once. And if I have, my friends don't really understand it to my level. So that's kind of why I'm just sitting here. Like I'm relating to you, Kristen. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely relating to you, Melanie. So it's like, that's kind of why I got emotional other than outside of talking to my therapist. That's not something that I relate to anyone on in my life. So, um, other than Jason. But but yeah, my anxiety uh, for me is more like health related. Um, I guess like, I guess maybe it's called health anxiety. I don't know what it's called. But like, I can feel like the slump or whatever even if it's normal i'll just sit there and fixate on it Mm -hmm. um and it kind of escalates into like is my husband okay like i noticed this thing on my husband or Mm -hmm. is my son okay and that's kind of how it affects me on a daily basis like worried about myself but everyone else like Mm health-wise and so that's kind of how and it's a constant thing for me and i will say like i'm still deeply in it like i have seeked out therapy um, but I'm not on any kind of medication because a lot of my anxiety is also medication, like taking mm-hmm. medicine. Um so that's kind of why also it's emotional for me is because I'm I'm not I'm still deeply in it. Well yeah.
0: Okay. My idea on that is like I don't a lot of people have this like idea on like mental health and mental disorders is that like it can be fixed.
1: Yeah. And but it's
0: not something you fix it's something you live with for the rest of your life yeah you have to learn Mm -hmm. how to adapt to it and how to work around it Mm -hmm. and work with it not against it like it's not gonna just disappear one day it's a
2: constant fight and I remember like the first time I went to therapy for my anxiety when I first realized what it was I thought I was just gonna go in and talk about it and be fixed you know I really truly thought that like, I wasn't going to have these intrusive thoughts daily, and um, yeah, and when I found out it wasn't going to be yeah. that, it's like, yeah. okay, I guess Damn. it's a constant yeah. fight, and it truly is a constant fight, Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's,
0: like, because, like, you know, me and my husband, we kind of talk about this stuff a lot, especially because he doesn't really deal with, mm-hmm. okay, he has anxiety. He definitely has anxiety, but he... I don't think he realizes that he does. It's Mm -hmm. just not like culturally like a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, because he definitely gets has anxiety too when plans don't work out. Like the way he's he's a planner. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if they don't go the way I get that totally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if they don't go the way he planned them out perfectly, how he planned it out, then he gets stressed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's a form of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like, I've tried to explain, cause he's a fixer. He wants everything to be fixed. You know, mm-hmm. like he just, if you come to him with problems or you want to vent or something, he just wants, he'll give you answers. He'll give mm-hmm. you like solutions. And I'm just trying to tell him like, there's not, there, there is no solution to me. Yeah. There is no fixing me. And I have been dealing with anxiety and depression for as long as I can remember. And I have always dealt with them this way. Mm-hmm. I am considerate of his feelings to an extent because I also have to be able to put my anxiety first because in a normal, like, if I would... Okay, because we're in a long-distance relationship, I am more understanding that I can't just disappear. Yeah. Like, I can't just do that because we're in a relationship, we're married, and I can't do that to him because it's long-distance and he would be stressed out. So, I let him know, hey, I need this space. And so, we kind of, like, we've been working on it. And sometimes he still has a hard time giving me that space that I need to get through my emotions. Because yeah. I have to feel them. I have to go through them. Yeah. And if I don't get that chance to get thro- through those emotions that I'm feeling at that time, it it's worse. It lasts longer. Yeah. It's like... I can't mm-hmm. control it. It just happens. And I'm like, and he thinks that everything will be fixed and better when he's here in person. Yeah. Like, that'll solve everything. But I'm like, no, this is going to happen when you're here, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it, This is just something we both are going to have to learn how to adapt to because I've never been in a, like, a real relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been in a relationship before, but we didn't live together. And we both had mental issues mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, anger issues and you know so we we find giving each other space we disappear it's fine yeah and but like somebody who really cares and yeah, wants to help and I care about him too yeah. I want to be considered of his feelings even though it is hard because when you're in that state of mind you feel like you can't really communicate what you're feeling to people mm-hmm. like they can't understand mm-hmm. what you're feeling because of all the people that you've tried to talk to about this stuff, they just don't understand. Like like you said, I try to talk to my mom about, like, because a lot of my anxiety is me being trapped in my head. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm trapped in there. Thoughts are going. yeah. I can't escape. And sometimes it's like nothing yeah. there. And I still just can't escape my mind. I try to explain that to my mom. She just could not understand what I was saying at all. Yeah, And it sucks because it's like, you want to be validated <laughs> yeah. for your like how you're feeling and you know they've always made me out to be kind of like over emotional mm-hmm. you know feeling sorry for myself and kind of like it was my yeah. fault like i had a problem but in reality i'm just dealing with a chemical like yeah. imbalance in inside and i can't like there's nothing i can control about yeah. it i can control how
2: how i deal with it yeah that's about it and even then it's yeah yeah i know like because my my anxiety comes out a lot in anger yeah like i lash out i'm you know and a lot of it (laughs) i think i'm just mad at myself like why can't i you know why can't i deal with this myself or you know why am i feeling these things and um you know i've heard before are you just being an asshole, or you have anxiety like you know yeah. like well, maybe both i don't know yeah but, you your anxiety know, but, can make you be an asshole sometimes yeah, like it can and it yeah. comes across sometimes selfish yeah. yeah but like i swear to you it's the furthest from it like it really yeah. is the furthest that's the furthest thing from my mind is yeah and it's okay honestly yeah. if you are being selfish it's okay. okay but um but yeah yeah i just wanted to add to that because yeah. it is so true like, so true
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't even think about my anger being part of my anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really... Wow. It
1: yes. happens for me, too. I get really irritable. Yeah. Because of See, my anxiety.
0: I don't like being touched. Yeah. Like, don't
1: touch me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah, don't <laughs> like it. Which I think, you know, I'm talking about an issue when we're in prison because he'll want to comfort me. And I'm like, no. No, no, don't no. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> and then I get mad when I'm stressed. Yes. I do. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking it out. I'm not it, so he deserves better than the no like, don't say that oh
1: uh, because you I- are you're he loves you and because you are lovable even with your anxiety mm-hmm. and you know we, we can all be assholes sometimes yeah. like that's just part of hum- being a human too but i think we should maybe take a break here yeah. and then come back and talk i think i want to talk about like how our anxiety started or when we first noticed it yeah mm-hmm. and like what we think about the history of our anxiety
0: yeah this one's good
1: <laughs> welcome back from the break from the break <sighs> we're back and we're gonna look at the history of our anxiety that's how i'm phrasing it for some reason
2: <laughs> this is the Most upbeat episode ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. All the highs and lows. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's real. Blood, sweat, and tears. There just hasn't been any blood yet. No question. Anybody on their period? No.
0: That, <laughs> that would be I don't blood do it right now. The <laughs> fuck. Um. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: little PMS humor.
0: Yeah, we are gonna talk about periods on one episode. Yeah, no shame for that. And I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put a warning on (laughs) that, just just so you know. I'm gonna get graphic (laughs) because it it needs to be talked about.
2: She's like, yeah, Mm uh
0: huh. Okay, there's
2: gonna be a warning. I had
0: a question. Oh, yeah, when you drink, your cheeks get warm. <laughs> <laughs> so then, we're a few drinks into this episode.
1: Do, if you can't tell.
2: Do do that now? Yeah, a little bit. Your, and, your, your and your lips get numb. a little bit numb. Yeah. yeah. My cheeks feel warm. My, can you feel your lips?
1: We all still have <laughs> lips. <laughs> no, but I can tell everybody still has lips. Okay, anyway, so you know, we're talking about some serious stuff here. By the way,
0: Brittany will be staying the night, so no one needs to worry about her. We don't get them we don't get them drunk and send them off. That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's safe. Yes. Responsible drinkers
1: here. Yes. Anyway, sorry, what <laughs> last... I'm sorry. This is gonna be the longest episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> two hours, two and a half hours uh, long. It's gonna be like a What's titanic movie <laughs> titanic movies <laughs> worth of a podcast
2: episode we'll pause um, and insert second vhs here yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like
0: what are the, the the tapes called and you put them in your car
1: cassette, cassette. Yes. yeah well, that's right because you're flip, all driving flip the cassette <laughs> yeah it's time to flip it. <laughs> yeah uh, okay but for real like Why do we have anxiety? Okay. I know my answer to this question. So I'm just going to jump right in. All right. Um, We have trauma, religious trauma, all kinds of different traumas. There's so many traumas and you know, that can be a, 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 a contributor to anxiety. For me, it's like church growing up in the very strict religious setting you're constantly thinking about what you're doing and if you're being good enough and if it's good enough, and if you're going to meet the expectations and the standards. And like, if you don't, it's literally eternal damnation, not just death. Like when you die, like the stakes are so high. Like if you don't, if you're not good enough, you're not going to just going to die. You're going to die and for forever burn and be in pain and it's going to be really bad and they say things like gnashing of your teeth and like really like even just the wording phraseology the verbiage that they use um and like strict religious yeah settings it's like scary. that it's terrifying yeah. and when you're a kid and growing up in that and you're yeah. like it's but then they won't let you watch like pg-13 or rated r movies (laughs) (laughs) but we're gonna talk about burning in hell like your flesh melting off of your body and just being in agony for eternity um and we're gonna watch movies about the holocaust because that's educational
0: or did anyone remember left behind Mm-hmm. That movie oh vaguely, yeah. Apparently, Jesus wants you to go back to heaven naked because your
2: clothes <laughs> are <to love> left everywhere after
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, like the rapture.
1: Yeah. In the rapture, like everyone's just like poof, yeah, and it's just like clothes.
2: Really? You just look around,
1: it's like that's the fear, though. You're like, I'm gonna wake up one day, my whole family's gonna be gone. Yeah. Not really, oh, no, really, that is terrifying. It's yeah. like in game when like half of the people die and mm-hmm. um. Kristen, Endgame, Avengers. Oh, dirt. <laughs> snap—that's my stuff. <laughs> I play? know.
2: That's why I'm saying. Wow. It.
0: <laughs> you're I too am drunk. I am drunk
1: right She's like the Marvel master, Marvel queen, Fucking Thanos. And you didn't get you're my reference?
0: Out half of the world.
1: Yeah. So you just like <gasps> turn around, like you're. Just... Thanos
0: is gone.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly though,
1: but like that's like. The rapture was literally is just like the crazy comic book stories that yeah. like we watched for entertainment, but like we were told it was real yeah. and believed it was real because we're kids and we we believe the adults in our lives because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do when you're a kid. And like, I had so much anxiety. I kid you not. I remember like on my hands and knees praying, begging, jesus god please help me to remember to brush my teeth mm-hmm. that's all <laughs> i know i'm sorry
0: i'm not even. i mean it's <laughs> funny so
1: now fucked up. yeah but back then like i really thought like i'm gonna die and go to hell because i just can't yeah. get this right like i keep forgetting to brush my teeth my mom's so mad at me and then i would have nightmares about my teeth falling out and like it's
0: like they use god like they use santa like make yeah. kids behave yeah. you don't behave yeah you don't get no christmas presents right you don't behave you're gonna die and go to hell yeah. and burn for the rest of your life <laughs> they always talk about that fucking fire all the time yeah it's just burning all the time people are just like i remember them describing people like reaching out of hell trying to escape right. but yeah. it's not you can't
1: yeah <laughs> and because you're you're not trying hard enough in yeah yeah, I mean, my little kid brain uh-huh. inter- it's, took that and said, like, every little thing that I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing it wrong. Like, I can't even remember to brush my teeth. Like, you I mean, know, I you didn't just Adam like, and you've had to brush it, right? <laughs> 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 like, do you even like, do you even have teeth when you're in heaven? Yeah. Like, do you even have a body? Apparently, yeah. like, you don't. I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, so that's definitely where my yeah, anxiety see, came from. Yeah, it was
2: terrifying. Like I mean, I totally get that.
1: Yeah, yeah. we talked like ex- more extensively about our religious background in the culty background episode, but like it was bad. Like it's pretty severe.
0: Yeah. I would say that my anxiety comes from like that, but more in the perspective of like not being good. You know, like yours, not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Or not being able to express myself the way I want. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of my anxiety comes from my mama trauma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she stressed me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I could remember having anxiety just hearing her footsteps oh. walk down the hallway. Yeah. And then, like me jumping up and trying to find something to do, because if I'm just sitting there doing nothing, she's going to scream at me to go do something or do the dishes or Mm -hmm. what are you doing with your life? You know, just screaming at me and like making my like feel, make me feel bad for just sitting there. Yeah. Which is where I have a lot of anxiety now, where I can't just sit there and enjoy myself. Yeah and like yeah I live with y'all and like when y'all come home mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all notice this but as soon as y'all come home I turn off the tv yeah when I'm watching it because it just feels so stressful I can't I can't just sit there and continue to watch it when y'all got home because it's like I need to get up and do something because I've been sitting on the couch yeah. watching tv and Man. um so it's like I'm just like, dang, Kristen doesn't want to hang out with us. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's just like, I just feel so, like, stressed out. And then I do kind of go to my room because that's Uh what I would do when I was younger. Yeah. I would hide away in my room because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You don't have a freaking, like, person screaming at you to do things and just telling you, like, basically you're this horrible person because you're not doing exactly what she wants. And, like, I'm not a freaking mind reader. Yeah. (laughs) Like... She would do this thing where you would, she would come out of the room and be like, well, I was going to take y'all to six flags, but now <laughs> I'm not because the house is a mess. Hell, if I knew you were going to take us to six flags, I'm to fucking clean the house. <laughs> like, <God>. What? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Like
1: these dysfunctional family traits that like parents, I don't parents who, you know, were kids when they were having kids and, yeah. and like their emotions impacted their how they yeah. raised their children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like the all the anger and stuff that came like from her, like was from her own anxiety. But she yeah. like didn't even know or recognize it. And she's just like taking it out on us little kids. Like and, yeah. and it's like I grow up with anxiety now never felt like good enough for her. Mm-hmm. And you know, I even even started like Anytime she um, yelled at me, like, I would have so much anxiety. Like, I would even, like, go to my room and, like, punish myself, basically. Mm -hmm. Or just even to feel something. Like, I would start burning myself. Yeah. Um, Probably should have put a trigger warning. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. Sorry. We'll add that in. Yeah. Well, um, I used to do self-harm and burn myself because of my... Anxiety, like anytime she's yelling at me, I'm like emotional over emotional, and it's like I just have to stop this. Mm -hmm. This is feeling inside, so I light a match Mm -hmm. and I would just stick, like blow it out and stick it on my skin. Yeah, it's like all that stuff I'm feeling on the inside will focus on that pain that I'm feeling on my arm. (laughs) Then I think that's the main reason why I would self harm. Yeah,
1: when you're a kid, you have no. Choice. There's not a lot of control. That's one way you do have some control is that you yeah. can harm yourself. I think that's why you we see a lot of kids self harming because yeah. like you literally you're just at the control of your the adults in your life.
2: Mm-hmm. It's weird how like your parents' voice can kind of narrate your adult life too. Yeah, I experience that for sure. <clears throat> but um, like I can't fold towels without hearing my mom like you're not folding that correctly like you know it's it's bizarre
1: that's so funny though like exactly towels that's so weird because like that's the exact same like one for me like yeah i used to have a problem with this where like like i didn't realize that voice echoing in my head Mm -hmm. like i was saying it out loud to other people too Mm -hmm. like i was like getting mad at other people for how they were folding towels Mm -hmm. and then i was like it, it, like, took a while to, like, step back and be, like, why am I mad yeah, about this? I'm the yeah. same.
2: I know. Yeah. I used to tell my husband, Ryan, like, all the time, like, you're not folding that correctly. Like, <laughs> yeah. but that was literally just that narrator yeah. in my head. And yeah. I, I did. I had to do the same thing. Yeah. I had to step back and, like, he's folding the towel. Bro. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, why does it I mean, not? I, just, yeah. I think it's crazy, that like, y'all can put words to the,
0: the feeling, I guess. Yeah. But me, like, I've never been able to describe the feeling that I feel, like, because it's not like I'm hearing my mom's voice in my head when I'm stressed out when y'all come home. It's a feeling inside me, Mm -hmm. and it just, like, takes
2: over. It's that as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, And I can't control it, and I'm like, I really don't know. It's like I've talked to you and -hmm. and Hannah before, like, when I was younger, which really makes me think that I had major anxiety when I was a kid, was, like, I kind of have this, we kind of talked about it where I could kind of explain a little more it's kind of like an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. it just feels like a separate person inside of you uh-huh. and is like mean to you yeah in a way i don't know how to describe it i remember being a kid yeah trying my hardest to explain to someone that i'm feeling this way right now something you're doing or something that is happening right now is making me feel there's another person inside of me, and I like cannot control what they're saying or doing or making me feel. Yeah, and I just I I still to this day cannot put into words mm-hmm. that feeling. I don't get it like that all the time. Yeah, like you used to, but anytime like something happened too fast, or mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, it yeah. frustrates fuck out of me because I'm yeah. just like don't know how to get someone to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like Uh, I just can't. It's like a vibrating, like vibe, like feeling. Yeah, like it's feeling inside, but it's also a voice. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know how to (laughs) explain. Yeah, but like it's okay, like
1: that. You can't put it into words. Like not everything can be expressed verbally, though. Yeah, but like we can, can see, you know, how it affects you, and we can we can relate to that aspect of it
0: at least. Yeah,
1: and in. And believe
2: you, like we believe you. Yeah,
1: I'm like that. that, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like I believe that what you're experiencing is
0: real. Yeah. Anytime I hear a a sound, too, that I like, like you know those agendas that we had when we were younger, and they had that weird thing, like made that weird sound if you scratched it. Um, I can't stand that sound, and (laughs) that thing would. Anytime I hear it, that thing would happen to me, where like have this, like, out-of-body experience kind of thing. Yeah. And I never knew how to explain it to people. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting making a comment because, you know, boys at school used to do that all the time, especially if they found out you can't – you don't like that stuff. Yeah. And I would, like, sit try to explain to them, and they would just make fun of me <laughs> mm-hmm. for it. And I was like, I don't know how to yeah. explain. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to. It's still real when –
1: We still believe you. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I kind of on a tangent there. That's okay. (laughs) okay. So for me, I don't, it's very hard to pinpoint what caused my anxiety. And I think about it a lot, but my mom, um, being married to an awful, awful, awful person. Um, that was a lot of it. I remember I could not be away from my mom without worrying. I could not be away from my brother without worrying. Like it was a constant, I could not be away from her. I remember going to like a birthday party very young and just throwing up because I was constantly worried about her. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of stemmed it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what it was. Yeah. Um, I also remember going to the doctor very young, getting my birthmark lasered off before I went to middle school and that was really traumatic for me it was very painful Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of what stemmed my health anxiety like if I go to the doctor it's gonna hurt one and two I'm gonna get some kind some type of bad news type thing I don't know it's really hard to pinpoint but Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm still to this day like I don't know for sure 100% what it was It was probably a mixture of things but yeah Probably. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if you guys hear a
1: noise, the garage is opening oh, right now. Yeah. So that's what that is. <laughs> our, our, our yeah. Brittany's looking around like, crash. what's happening? It's an earthquake. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. it can be tricky. And like, there's a lot of research and studies around this. And, and I think like the, the conclusion is that a lot of people can have like a predisposition mm-hmm in your biology and your makeup to develop a mental illness and then certain things in your environment sort of trigger that to happen or not. Yeah. And so like there's a lot also in our relationships with people and our caregivers that has been studied in like certain patterns if you if there's certain patterns in your relationships with your caregivers Can lead to other things later in life, like anxiety, depression, difficulties in relationships. So like all of these things could play a factor. I think like, it's not important necessarily to pinpoint why, but I think it is important to sort of explore and think about to learn from the past. And it helps us put things into context for ourselves and to make sense of like, why we are the way that we are because like i don't know about you guys that feeling Mm -hmm. that i have a lot or used to have more so than i do now is like something is terribly wrong with me and like i'll just i'm just not normal and i i must have been born this way and like there's nothing i can do about it Mm -hmm. but if you start to to study that your history and your past and like make sense of things it gives you like some understanding some clarity some control yeah Yeah. and you start to feel less shame because you you recognize like you there was so much out of your control that you went through in your life and your body's just having like a natural response to those things like anxiety is your body responding to fear like your fear was my family's safety my fear was like i'm gonna die and go to hell Mm -hmm. you know like Anxiety is all built on fear and our bodies and our brains are built to be able to manage fear. And it's a survival mechanism, Mm -hmm. like you said before. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, I think it's hard, especially talking about our relationships with our parents because like they're our parents. Yeah. yeah, like you only have your parents and like at the end of the day you still love them. They're your family and you don't want to make you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But the truth of the matter is that our interactions with other people do mold yeah. us.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's totally okay that it affected us in whatever way it affected us. Like yeah. Yeah. and who knows? Our parents maybe went through their own, you know, mm-hmm. trauma that they yeah. were trying to get through and um, but I mean, I'm just trying to say it's okay. Like, it's yeah. okay that we reacted yeah. the way we did. And there's, it's not me saying anything negative about my parents or anything like that. It's just this, that's how I dealt with it. That's how yeah. I felt. And yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> I don't mean, It's just
0: like, I've been told that I'm a certain way my yeah. whole life. Like I'm too sensitive. I'm too mm-hmm. this. I'm too that. But you're ungrateful, Kristen. You're selfish. You're everything. It's just like, so many people parents and everything telling me what I am mm-hmm. but not listening to what what I'm saying. Yeah. And I I would love like all I want, I'm not trying to call my mom out and tell her she's a bad parent. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just want my feelings validated. Yeah. And I want her to just be able to accept that things that she said to me affected me in a negative way and we just move on. Yeah, I'm not, not completely
2: those, going to defense mode. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, I just want to feel validated. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, yeah. everyone, like, no one's perfect. We say stupid things. We do stupid things. But we can validate each other's feelings. Yes. If someone come to me and, like, I did something terrible to them or said something that offended them, I would want them to tell me. And so I can apologize and we move on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like...
1: Not just I apologize, would, though. Like, yeah,
0: like, just, you know, talk it out and be able to, like, communicate and be able to, like, move on from the situation. Like, my ex-best friend, like, if she had reached out to me and told me, like, there are things that I might have done that she didn't like, you know, yeah. I would have appreciated that. We could have talked it about it. We could have worked through it instead of just, like, ghosting on a 10-year friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, I deserve better than that. Like, yeah. I deserved at least an explanation. <laughs> wow, Melanie. <laughs> but I deserved more than to just be ghosted on. Yeah. And, and that's what I I just feel like we should be validating people's feelings more, not just jumping into defensive mode and telling them they're wrong and, like, oh, you're just telling me I'm a bad parent. Oh, you had such a terrible life, Kristen. It's Mm -hmm. not about that. It's not about what... It's just, I want my feelings validated. I just want to be able to talk about it. We accept that we both may have said terrible things to each other, Mm -hmm. and we move on. But it'll never happen until she can not be defensive about it, or we both can't, you know? Yeah. And that's all I want, you know? It's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to accept when you're wrong. Yeah, I mean it's hard to be
2: wrong.
1: I
0: don't like to be wrong. Yeah,
1: it's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've we've had a lot of practice accepting being wrong because we did like we questioned. (laughs) Well, we were always told we were wrong, but like we questioned our faith and our religion, and like to to step against something like that, that's been so deeply ingrained in in you, to really deconstruct and start all the way over. Like, first of all, it's super humbling. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it's like, you teach yourself that like you can have one certain point of view and it feel like the absolute reality and that can be taken from you and destroyed. And you can survive and come out the other side with a different point of view, and um, having like grown mm-hmm. from the experience, so you don't feel so um, strongly like latched on to one perspective. Yeah, like you're able to sort of step back and think, like at least this is how I feel like for me. That's what happened. Like by sort of pushing. Past the fear of leaving mm-hmm. religion. And because I mean, there were nights that I cried myself to sleep, like out of fear, like, what if I'm doing the wrong thing and I die and go to hell? Yeah. And like, but I just continued to like question and like to give myself space to sort of like observe and learn yeah. and not just hold on to
0: something. Yeah. It's hard to do. I mean, when you say you cried yourself to sleep, I literally cried myself to sleep every night in middle school. Every fucking night. Yeah. There was, it was like, I can, to live in a, a, like, as a young person, trying to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. in middle school, especially. I was bullied really bad, wasn't accepted in the church. Like, I never felt. Good enough for my mom. And it was just like and then my dad was in, in prison. Yeah. And it's just like I literally cried myself to sleep every fucking night yeah. in middle school. And it was like hard. Like, cause I don't know. Parents expect so
2: much from you as a yeah. middle middle
0: school kid.
2: Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Does that um does that fear still <clears throat> sit with both of you? So like do you still wonder if maybe you're gonna go to hell or oh, you know. something like that? Oh, I already know I'm going there. <laughs> I'm just curious. curious. I'm I mean, gonna be running hell because that's so <laughs> ingrained in you. Like, yeah, I can imagine that might like, still be a fall. Yeah, maybe more so for
0: Melanie because I feel like she got more of that than I did. Where my anxiety came from, like mostly from school and yeah, yeah, other aspects of my life.
1: Um, I don't. I feel really like free now, and I feel like the further I get away from that time in my life, the more free I I become.
0: I mean, as an adult, my nan. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my nan has legitimately asked me randomly out of the blue, "Kristen, are you afraid to die?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "I would be if I didn't know where I was going." So even as an adult, yeah, we yeah. would still get that crap. Yeah, we did. And I especially get it. I don't yeah. know fucking know why. Yeah. The, the pink mohawk. That was, that was when, she, <laughs> when I started shaving my head. That's when she kicked me out of her house. So yeah. <laughs> I have tattoos and piercings, but don't you dare shave, shave your head. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Man, everybody getting phone calls. I know. What's happening right now? <laughs> it's really popular right
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm going to be on your podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> now. Yeah.
1: Well, let's take a break to answer some phone calls yeah. and then come back. Yeah, I'll have train re- of thought. We're anyways. not really going to answer phone calls. That's just, you know, we just need to take a break.
0: Mine was just yeah. <laughs> I forgot my train of thought, anyways. So. cat, <laughs> on the break um you're on the pod listening we are wearing cat ears through this whole episode so <laughs> yeah also i'm reading my train of thought earlier when we left on the break and it is that i will be running hell so if you want tickets yeah you know speak to me so i'm gonna be running that bitch. it's gonna be fun it's oh, gonna be a good everywhere. time it's gonna be a good time <laughs> party in the U.S.
1: We're so hot we won't even feel it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was very dumb. We <laughs> couldn't
2: even like somebody's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like,
1: <laughs> okay, moving on now. So we Ew. have more questions about anxiety and we don't really don't want to make you have to turn over your cassette. So we'll just like wrap this up. Um, okay. Uh, Brittany. Uh, what's something people probably don't realize about your anxiety?
2: Um, that you can't just turn it off. I think yeah. that's the main thing with a lot of people that I'm around is like, I can't just stop it. If yeah. I could, I would, I promise you. Yeah. Um, That's what I say all the time. It's true. I know. Like a lot of people that don't suffer from an anxiety disorder don't realize that you can't just say, don't worry, stop crying, and it's all okay. That's not not how it works. Also, you can't just fix it either. You know, you just kind of have to let it go on, uh, (laughs) let someone kind of deal with it, let me in particular deal with it. Um, and then a lot of my personal anxiety, I get a lot, well, just take some Zoloft, just take some Prozac, just take <laughs> some medicine. But a lot of my anxiety personally comes from that. Like it's very hard for me to take medication. Um, yeah. for example, even ibuprofen and I, is that how you say it? Ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah, ibuprofen. I've taken that all my life and I still have to read the bottle 10 times before I take it. I don't know why, but it's just something that's part of me. So, like, it's also not just easy to go take medication for me. Um, Yeah. yeah. I take, like, six pills of (laughs) ibuprofen. Yeah. I know. Most people do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. It's, like, it's really hard for people who don't have anxiety to connect with that what it feels like when yeah. you're in that space mm-hmm. of anxiety like you don't you can't logic or reason yeah. somebody out of anxiety it's not gonna work so mm-hmm. stop trying first of
2: all <laughs> like, and also like when i'm having a panic attack i know the logic like i know logically this yeah. is same. i know but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i have to let it go on its own. like i do yeah
1: so do any like does it affect any of your relationships Brittany
2: oh for sure especially with my husband um because he does not have an anxiety disorder doesn't really understand it so it it impacts every part of our relationship so like If he goes somewhere, I have to call him. I have to make sure, like, if he gets there, I need to know he's okay. If I don't say be careful, then he's not going to be careful. That sort of thing. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's a constant, like, he is super great with it. Like, he understands how I am. Um, But it's just, like, the constant feeling of being a burden, not just to my husband, but to everyone like, mm-hmm. that doesn't experience And I don't think most of the people I'm around experience it, so they don't really understand it. But it's that constant, like, I'm a burden type of thing. Oh, you have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. And then there's the not understanding at all, you know? That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, if you don't understand, it's very hard to relate to me or understand me or that yeah. sort of thing. But it affects every single relationship in my life, for sure.
1: Yeah. It's like, it would be so nice like if you could just wave a wand and be like oh now you're not worried about anything yeah. like mm-hmm. like it takes a, it does take a lot of patience like uh-huh. i'm saying this out of love like because yeah. i and i feel like i can because i do the same thing that, that you do like i when i am in in a panic attack or having anxiety I'm a lot to deal with and it takes yeah. a lot of patience and I am very selfish mm-hmm. and and I'm not trying to be, mm-hmm. but it's, you can't help it. Your anxiety takes over. And like you said, you can't work through it, like let it go pass. But like whoever's on the receiving end of that, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to feel on, for them. Yeah. Like that takes a lot of patience. You want to help you can't help. There's no way that you can help except for just to be there with them through it, manage it as best you can. And then like, let it pass. So you literally just have to be patient.
2: Yeah. And you've
1: been on the opposite end of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. And even me as a therapist, I deal with that urge to be like, Here's some logic and reason because mm-hmm. like, I'm like, ah, I want to help
2: you. Well, it's like when someone it, else is hurting, it's like, it, it clicks in your head like, yeah. oh, this is what you need to do. Yeah. It's hard to take your own advice. Like, you know yeah. it, but it's hard. Right.
1: And I know like I'm trained as a therapist not to do that. And I can more easily do that with clients. But when it's like somebody I'm close to, like a loved one, it's really hard because I want to intervene. I want to help. I want it to stop. Yeah. So I like... I vacillate between like Mm -hmm. being really like calm and patient and being like offering solutions and trying to fix in, you know, so it's, it's tough when it's your loved ones. And like, you know, when you're, I think there's pros and cons. Like, you know, your husband does not deal with anxiety, but he's generally a patient person. So Mm -hmm. that helps a lot. (laughs) But then like an advantage to somebody like, my husband Jason does have anxiety is that he can understand like and when relate to, to like yeah. the, that that feeling of not being able to control it because yeah. he deals with that, some aspect of that too so we're able to sort of relate to that with e- each other and mm-hmm. so it helps in a sense but like then like you know we have to yeah. deal with each other's anxiety all the time
2: yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so <fine>. it's fun <laughs>
0: I just wanted to make a comment. Like, I don't think that, I don't like that we're saying that we're being selfish. I don't think we're being selfish at all. Yeah. We're different humans. We all experience different things, different ways. I don't think it's selfish of us to know what we want and know what we need. Yeah. From our spouse or from other people around us and ask for that. I don't think that's selfish at all. Yeah. Because you're dealing with anxiety and you're dealing like, and you know, they can't do anything about it. Yeah so you're doing what you need to do that that's best for your mental health and i don't think there's any self there's anything selfish about that yeah i told i'm not i'm not sorry i don't think i'm selfish when i tell Abdel that i need space and i need time yeah. to figure like get through my emotions and my feelings and all of that i don't think i'm not selfish at all i'm just trying to make i'm trying to get through it so that our relationship is better yeah so that we can get past it and move on and get to the good part mm-hmm and i don't think that's selfish of me at all
2: but also if you are being selfish that's okay yeah like yeah there's such a negative connotation with being selfish if that's the right yeah. word, i don't know yeah um but it's okay to be selfish and work on you that's what i'm saying like, like, like I be considerate of yeah, others yeah but it's okay to think about you and do yeah. what you need to do like that's what I, I just
0: don't think like selfish is the right word because yeah. it's like i if Okay, selfish, my, being a negative word, it, it is. That's mm-hmm. what people have made it. If I'm being selfish, I would just disappear and not tell him anything. Mm-hmm. I would go and yeah. deal with my issues and not tell him anything and let him worry about that. That is selfish. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm telling him, like, hey, I need mm-hmm. this space. I know what I need. And I need you to do it. Like you know, yeah. that's not being selfish mm-hmm. to me. That's being responsible for your relationship and yourself, and how because you know what to do. You've been dealing with it for like the yeah. whole life, and having this extra person, like you can't just change your habits. Like
1: yeah, I think one thing that just like to consider it anxiety does though is that it's so all-consuming. It takes the center, yeah. like it takes. The um, all of the attention onto itself. So like whatever anybody else around is feeling gets like the back seat to yeah, that. So like in that way, like I do feel selfish sometimes mm-hmm. because like my anxiety, at, like I it does it to me. It yeah. takes center stage, and in like in turn, everyone around me also like whatever they're going through has to take a back seat to like what I'm experiencing in that mm-hmm. moment. So. I do feel, like, a little selfish sometimes, but, like, I think that, um, like, you're saying, that's not necessarily a bad thing, and it's not intentional, but it it is what happens, and I don't know if selfish is the right word, really, but, like, when I say, when I talk about feeling selfish, that's what I'm referring to, is that, like, my anxiety gets so big. Like, there could have been something else that, like, Jason is dealing with, my husband's Mm -hmm. dealing with but then my anxiety gets triggered and now that's the center stage because we can't move on until the anxiety yeah. is dealt with. Yeah, And so like, that's what's so hard. And I realize like, I feel selfish saying like, we, I know like you have this need, mm-hmm. but until like the anxiety is not going to go yeah. away, like it's going to stay until it's done. And so like, that's all, like, you can't really do anything about it. Yeah. And, like, vice versa with him and, like, his whatever triggers are for him. Like, there are times, like, I have had to, like, even though I'm having some emotion myself that I'm experiencing, I've had to, like, take a back seat to whatever he's dealing with because yeah. it's an anxiety moment. And that's hard because, it like, you feel like you're being stepped over or like your emotions aren't don't matter as much now because they're having he's dealing with some anxiety but it's not that they don't matter but it's I think that's what it is just coming to to realize the way anxiety works it's gonna do that it's gonna take center stage but it doesn't minimize anybody else's experience it's yeah. just the way that anxiety is
2: sometimes yeah like it also mean sorry Kristen. you're fine it also just means that you care that you give a shit yeah. i yeah. think that's like the major thing it can be it can seem selfish it can seem self-absorbed but at the end of the day for me it's because i care if i didn't yeah. care i wouldn't have that i wouldn't right. have that at all yeah you know? so i just kind of wanted to say that
0: um, I was just going to say, it's not you being selfish. It's your Monica being selfish. Monica. That's right. And, Tucky and
2: yeah.
0: my Daria. Daria. Sorry, I was, I was afraid I was going to say her name wrong. <laughs> You're right.
1: Yeah, it's your anxiety. It, yeah. That's what they do. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, good stuff, you guys. I had more questions that I can't remember
0: now. I think and I lost this them. Is, I mean, was there anything really
2: you wanted to mention? Yeah. Um, just to any parents out there dealing with anxiety and having children, um, it's hard because you want to break the cycle. I was always terrified of having kids just because I know a lot of it is hereditary and it's chemical imbalance. I just don't want to pass that along to my kid. Um, so that's scary, but also just to try and kind of back off when he's doing something he's not supposed to do or like, I don't know about to get hurt or something like just to take a step back. It's impossible almost with someone's anxiety. But like my biggest thing is just breaking the cycle. Like hoping that he has a better experience than I did. And it's not to say anything bad about my upbringing or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I want better for him. And I think that's just, like I said, breaking the cycle and it's a constant worry in my head on top of everything else. It's like, is he okay? You know? um, I don't think um, the bad parts of parenthood are talked about enough. Um, I know like before I had my son, it was constant like good things like, and it is a lot of good things, not to say that it's not, but it is very hard. Mm -hmm. It's a complete life change like if you're ever thinking about having kids like think about that Mm -hmm. because it is completely different um and it it absorbs you as a person
0: yeah
2: and um i guess that's my thing is like i just don't want to pass that on to him Mm -hmm. and like also being a mother to him it makes me kind of see where my parents came from like maybe if if it weren't the right thing um just to kind of see you know maybe they dealt with it the best way they could yeah. and to kind of have empathy about that and i don't know yeah yeah. but i also think the
0: world's changing and mental health is be- being talked about more mm-hmm. yeah and already that's a difference and that's a change that's happening yeah. yeah yeah and also there's nothing wrong with like you know you don't have to have Kids, if you do feel that way, you don't 100%. want to pass your mm-hmm. mental health along. Nothing wrong with that. Because, I mean, I always get looked down on when I'm just, like, saying I want to wait. Yeah, yeah, stop asking kids. women when they're going to have them, Yeah, please. it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. yeah, or, like, if they're going to yeah, have kids. Yeah, there's a whole yeah,
0: other like... human being that you're going to have to raise. And I don't want to raise a Jeffrey Dahmer. So no.
2: I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what am I gonna No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I no, can't imagine
1: <laughs> as a as yeah someone with anxiety. I can't like that has to be the hardest part of yeah. motherhood is just managing your anxiety, trying to do your best to give your child the best chance possible. Like you love them so much, and you want them to feel loved. You know what you went through in life, and like ah uh, just all of that combined. Like I just I'm feeling overwhelmed talking about it. So yeah. I can't imagine what's like living it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you are an incredible mom.
2: Yeah. You and
1: Ryan are amazing parents. And Y'all are
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So he is great. He's going to be fine. He's going to yeah. be a wonderful, beautiful boy. <laughs> and and, thank you. Yeah. With a kind soul.
2: So. Yeah. Y'all are good parents. <laughs> Not perfect, but nobody's yeah. perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, Riley's awesome. Yeah. Um,
2: no parent knows what they're doing that's very true also (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't know until you know yeah Yeah. it's a learning Mm -hmm. experience Um, for
0: everyone the kid, the mom the dad learning how to parent together Mm -hmm. having same values and views on how to raise a child is just as much as a stress as having the child itself yeah for sure yeah especially if you have two different views on religion and things yeah Yeah, me and and Ryan are the
2: same like he has completely different views than i do so yeah that's tough but people always wonder like how are you married to someone who's completely different but yeah i think that at the end of the day we respect each other's beliefs yeah um, that's all it's about that's all it is i don't judge him for what he believes he doesn't judge me for mine and yeah. I think, like, I think you touched on it at the previous episode or maybe yeah. just in regular conversation. I don't know. But, um, I like, I so just want Riley want to, to learn about whatever he wants to learn yeah. about and believe what he
0: wants yeah. to Yeah. I have mentioned that. That's yeah. something I tell Abdel. I'm fine with teaching mm-hmm. about Muslim, Islam, yeah. all that, you know, that your culture, your life. And as long, long as it's not to hurting. Know. Yeah. I just don't want to pressure. I don't want to push it on them. Like, religion was pushed on me. And he agrees with that. Yeah. And agrees with, like, letting them choose. And, like, and and I tell him, like, if they choose not to believe, still love them and accept them. That's what's important. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he's on the same page as that. That's what matters to me. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good stopping point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we also have. Me to oh ball. yes, <laughs> we have Podcast a mascot. um, pod Scott, pod Scott <laughs> mascot, so, uh, yeah, it's a mascot. pod mascot or um, what's the what's the, the animals called that help you?
2: Oh, emotional support. Uh, yeah, Stuffy. He's, a, he's our <laughs>
0: emotional support, like plushie and mm-hmm. she, they, them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, what we want from y'all though, I have it on the video. Um, post picture of them probably on Facebook. Yeah. We want y'all to come up with a name for our narwhal. We chose a narwhal because they're unique and nobody talks about them enough. Yeah. And he's really soft. Yeah. No, really- been,
2: um, he's in my god. Yeah.
0: Brittany's little anxiety uh, plushie today. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else can have him. <laughs> we're gonna have to get more (laughs) little buddies in here he's special he's
1: got he's got Britney's tears on him (laughs) Uh, he
0: lives in the ocean he needs water (laughs) Um, but yeah so if y'all wanna post post a name on the pod we'll put a picture so y'all can get a good look at him he's sleeping 100% of the time (laughs) um but yeah i think that's a good stopping point yeah,
1: yeah. now we're gonna go um, sleep like the normal. like the
0: normal. <laughs> um i wonder if they sleep like whales did you know whales sleep vertically no yeah it's really creepy that's weird it's insane it's creepy i saw a video of it you're a unicorn whale <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right goodbye everyone
0: bye this one, my bitches Stay unashamed. Wow, we did that at the same time. That's good.